Thank you. I believe it worked. So without further ado, folks, because we have a limited time with him tonight, I'm going to bring on our guest right away. And we got coming to the center ice. I can see him smiling there, Mr. Theo Flurry. Hello. How you doing? Peace. What's up, fellow <laughs> patriots? What's Good up, patriots? Yeah, Love thank it. you so much for making it. Yeah, Listen, why don't you tell them what email did you get this morning? What do you got to do at some point here? You got to jump off for a bit. Yes, uh, I've been asked to... Um, so Laura moved to a new time slot, uh, which is, I believe it's uh, Sean Hannity's old spot because uh, Waters World is now in the Tucker slot. And so Laura moved. So tonight is her first show in her first time slot. And uh, she wants to talk about um, Trudeau's uh, blame game where he's blaming the far right megas for influencing the Muslim community about their kids being groomed uh, in school, which is absolutely 100% ridiculous. Yep. And uh, yeah, so, you know, Trudeau's completely lost his own narrative. He's lied so many times which is what happens, right? You tell mm -hmm. so many lies, you can't keep all the lies straight. And so now he's just straight blaming, you know, whoever. And, Dude. you know, he's, he's, uh, I don't know, he, he barked up the wrong tree on this one, I know for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. So he blamed far-right MAGA, which would be the Americans, not even yeah. the far-right us. So I guess he's done with us in the West. Yeah, well, uh yeah, Maybe it's, not it's, done, it's but. just like he's such an idiot that, <laughs> you know, whatever pops in the top of his head, that's what he uses, right? Like he has no filter. He doesn't care, you know. So, yeah, he got he got booed off the stage at the National Aboriginal win, uh, whatever summer games thing or whatever it is last night. So, you know, everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes. People dislike this man, and uh, he's brought it all on himself, right? He only has himself to blame. Absolutely, and thank you for keeping him, you know, keeping on top of him for that. So Laura yeah. reached out to you as a good representation from Canada to speak on Trudeau. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when, when the truckers first started to gather and started to move towards Ottawa, I sent her a tweet and I said, Hey, Laura, I think uh, you should have me on to talk about what's going on in Canada. And uh, I didn't think she was going to respond and mm -hmm. I was getting ready for bed. And sure enough, her producer emailed me and said, yeah, Laura would love to have you on the show. And so um, that was my contribution to the uh, freedom convoy. Um, was to bring some awareness uh, to the United States that, hey, Canada was fed up with the mandates. And, uh, you know, um, it wasn't that. I, I still look back on that and go, you know, that was the greatest act of patriotism that I had ever witnessed in my country. And I had played in two Olympic Games. That's right. And this Good was, point. you know, and this was like 10x of, you know, my, my Olympic experience, you know, as a, you know, like I was sitting on my couch, ugly crying, watching, 
you know, what was going on because it was, you know, it was amazing. It truly was amazing to see, you know, the country rally around each other and not only, and, and completely destroy the narrative that was out there. Right. Mm -hmm. That, um, you know, there was every sect, every denomination, every religion, every, you name it, they were all out there. They were wearing whatever they could find that was red. And if they had a flag, they were bringing that out and it was nonstop for three consecutive weeks and it remained a peaceful protest and it exposed the government of Canada as being probably the most corrupt government on the planet. And Trudeau was so scared, he shit himself and he had to leave because <laughs> mm -hmm. thought it, he thought it was about him. Ha! Well, he wanted to that's make all, it about that's, him. That's sure. how arrogant, that's how arrogant uh, this man is and has absolutely, you know, has zero, zero self-awareness, like none at all. You know, he thinks the world loves him and he's important and all this stuff. And he is the biggest clown of all the politicians on the planet. What's more dangerous, Trudeau or the media he supports? Well, it's both. It's like it's a combination of both, you know, him being, you know, him. But the media absolutely just constantly lying and spreading misinformation and disinformation, uh, you know, it's come to a point right now where I see, um, you know, th that we're no longer going to um, get our media from the mainstream media. It's going to be from outlets like yours. It's going to be outlets like ours, Canadians for Truth. Um you know, the small, small independent media, you know, even Rebel News is, you know, I don't know about those guys. True North, you know, they're kind of safe, you know, um, and people are flocking to these type of programs to get their information from. Absolutely. And and even these little programs, we're able to get Newsweek to pay attention and write articles. We got somebody in the UK writing an article, but we can't get any attention in Canada at all. Yeah. And they're using this media ban for the Coots 4 as their reason for it. But there, <laughs> Theo, there is no media ban. There isn't yeah. actual media ban at all. They're yeah. just simply not covering it. And that includes Western Standard as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're not covering it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, well, thank God, you know, that Twitter is somewhat you know, yeah. open where we can, you know, still communicate. But, uh, you know, the reason why they want to shut down media outlets like yours and mine is because they want to continue to spread their own misinformation and disinformation, right? That's what it's all about. You know, it's like Hitler had a radio in every single house. Right. Rudeau wants a radio in every single house, right? It's, it's, it's the same script 80 years later. Right, that's all it is. Same. Do you think? It's, do you think it's working? Like with C eleven and C eighteen, those two bills trying to quash the news and trying to quash the media. Do you think it's working, or do you think we're breaking out? No, I, I like think this? it's actually doing the opposite. I think it's actually waking more people up. Right? You know, communists aren't very smart. You know, they really aren't. And uh, um, uh, anybody who knows anything about history right, knows mm -hmm. that 
you know, here we are 80 years later, World Economic Forum was formed shortly after um, they assassinated uh, JFK, who was going to expose all this stuff, right? The World Economic Forum was formed. And, uh, you know, here we are 80 years later following the same script that they did in Germany, you know, in the 40s. 100%. And people are not listening to this because one of the steps is to take away the guns. And we're seeing that happen right now. Yeah. We're talking about that right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the, you know, it's the same script. And, and when you disarm your citizens, that means you are up to no good. Yep. Right. Yeah. Because you're, you're either going to come has, at It has nothing. Like crime is actually spiked. Announced. Oh. Right. Crime has mm -hmm. actually spiked since they tried to take, you know, guns away. So, you know, guns always end up in the hands of the wrong people. Always. Correct. Right. It's not it's not us. Right. Yeah, 100 percent. And we're also not a violent group at all. Like to take the guns away from us, they either don't want us to to defend ourselves yeah. or maybe an attack from them yeah. or yeah. they don't want us to have an offense against them. In either case, they're they're tackling both sides of this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, if you know anything about history, if you know anything about communism, Marxism, fascism, you know, it's it's the same script, right? It's the same script, right? Take away the media, take away the guns and then, right? And, and then, then confuse the youth as well. Yeah, that's part 100%. of percent. Well, that's Marx. That's classic Marxism, right? As you hijack a minority, give them power and then let them run with it. Right. You know, and 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 uh, um, and divisiveness, right? You know, we are so divided as a country. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know at Canadians for Truth, like we haven't had any uh, people, any liberal people come on and debate us. Well, why? Yeah, me too. Why? Because they can't, right? Uh, they can no longer win on policy. They can no longer win elections. They, you know what I mean? So that they have, the only thing they can do is manipulate, coerce, lie, cheat, steal. That's their MO, right? That's all they have left. And that's what we're seeing, right? Inflation, you know, um, uh, you know, we live in the, one of the most resource rich countries on the planet. Mm -hmm. And we just gave out 11 million food stamps and the liberals were ab like they were partying. They were celebrating the simple fact that they gave out that like that's ridiculous. That is insane. That reminds me of Oliver, you know, give me some more, sir. Give me some yeah. more. So you give a little bit more porridge and then you applaud yourself for that. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it's the insanity of the left, right? It's the insanity of the left. And that's the only way they know how to do things. You know, um, they hate work. They don't like to contribute to anything, right? Uh, they're very narcissistic. Um, they are for themselves and themselves Imagine. only. That themselves only. Um, and, you know, one of the special things about um, my experience of living in Alberta for the last almost 35 years is um, and the reason why I chose to live in Alberta post hockey career was for the simple fact that Albertans are incredibly charitable, 
They are incredibly charitable. And, uh, you know, that has been my experience. You know, some of my best friends that I've met in life, um, were done or were, I acquired these people doing charity work in Calgary post-career, you know, all the amazing people who loan themselves to amazing causes and, and great charities and, and all this stuff. And, you know, as a member of the Calgary Flames alumni, you know, that's what we're all about. You know, we're all about giving back, right? Because without the fans buying tickets and buying jerseys and hockey cards and all these things, there is no us. Right. Right. And so now as a retired athlete, it's my turn to pay it forward for the people who paid it forward to me so that I could have this amazing career and amazing life and, you know, all these things. And so, you know, everything always comes full circle. And, and, uh, um, and one of the things, you know, when I got to Calgary was not only were you expected to be a great player for the organization, but you were also supposed to be a part of the community. Right. Right. And, uh, and that's never changed. Right. And this is no different. Right. Um, you know, we're fighting for freedom and mm-hmm. uh, we're fighting for all those values and morals that were instilled in us. And, you know, back in the early or for me, the late 60s and early 70s and 80s, you know, I, I you know, I was taught about hard work and and uh, um, and hard work uh, would uh, create success. Right. And that no longer is the case in Canada, you know, that those core values and and morals are being stripped away, you know, almost on a daily basis. It's a good way to put it because we're not being taught or at least this generation is not being taught how to hard work yourself to success. Yeah. They're talking about how to demand it and take it more than hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the liberal way, right? That's the liberal, (laughs) that's the liberal way. I want to work the least amount of hours and make the maximum amount of money. That's, you know, that's never worked. Right. And then don't take it from them. They want to keep yeah. their money. Don't yeah. take it from them. Take it mm-hmm. from someone else. Yeah, for sure. Now it's, 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 uh, it's sad. It's sad to see how this incredibly vast, beautiful, incredible, amazing country is in the state that we're in. Truly. Well, let's start with Alberta, because no offense, but you're here because Danielle wouldn't respond to me. This was her day, um, and I was trying to book her on today, mm-hmm. and I was getting frustrated with that, and I saw you talking about her. I'm like, look, do you want to take her spot? Because I need to talk to somebody about Alberta yeah. politics, and she, and then you said, yes, sure, let's do that. Yeah. So let's do that. So what has Danielle done since she's gotten in? Uh, we want to keep this province freer, but are we yeah, headed that I, way? I, I, I'm frustrated with her, um, you know, because of some of the things she says. You know, she panders to the left, unfortunately, you know, apologizing for, you know, meaningless things, you know. Um, uh, I didn't appreciate the fact that, you know, she talked about being carbon neutral in 2000 and by 2050, you know, um, and we all know. If we take carbon out of the atmosphere, you know, half of the population dies. We starve to death, you know, um, we need all more. things, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we, we actually need more. We're at uh, significantly low levels of CO2 right now. So, um, right. 
I didn't like her when she said that, um, you know, and I, I endorsed her, you know, and, Me too. and, uh, um, and, but you know, uh, and she once told me a long time ago, I'm not going to be perfect. And when I make mistakes, uh, you know, I want you to call me out. I want you to hold me account. And so, you know, I think that's what we need to do in Alberta is to hold her to account when she, you know, does dumb things like saying we need to be carbon neutral by 2050, you know? So, yeah. She worried me when she won the leadership and she came out to congratulate or kind of say thanks to Kelly or Kenny. But she said, of the one programs that I liked about him, it was the uh, e e uh, ESG scores. And as soon as I heard her say that, I'm like, oh, does she not know what she just said? Is she just yeah. grabbing one of his accomplishments and patting him on the back? Like, does she know what she just said? Do yeah. you think she knows? Well, I, I've come to learn the simple fact that, you know, you, you cannot trust politicians at any point, right? Um, you know, there's been a lot of things that have have uh, happened in the last four years mm -hmm. that um, indicate um, that not only in Ottawa, but I think uh provincial leaders municipal leaders uh school boards you know everybody's in on this uh build back dumber right i call Doug it Ford just got on it too yeah you know and uh um and there's a lot of people who are being used right now right police rcmp uh school teachers, uh, school administrators, right, uh, are, are being used, right? Even our politicians are being used, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad to see that, that uh, um, people who should have integrity uh, can be bought and paid for by whoever, right? By these Do you think it's that simple? Do you think it's as simple as money or... Well, it all, money is the root of all evil, right? Yeah, that's that seems easy though. Like maybe it's pressure. Maybe they found something more than money. Because well, I, I'm sure you know there's some blackmail in there too, right? You know, so. Um, but it, what a time to be alive! Like <laughs> you know, like what a time to be alive. And uh, you know, from a spiritual perspective, you know, we all chose to be here at this time, right? And uh, um, anybody who has faith, anybody who believes that there's something greater than ourselves running this show, uh, you know, the ultimate is, you know, God wins. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, um, that's the only thing that's kept me sane through this whole entire four, last four years uh, is, you know, the simple fact that... Um, for the last almost 18 years, I've been on an incredible spiritual journey and uh, uh, um, path of spirituality and, and uh, healing and, you know, all these wonderful things that, uh, um, that I've been doing. It's been, that's beautiful. It's been amazing. Right. And, how long, and how was, long is that journey? Was, what's that? How long for that journey? When did you start that one? Uh, 
let's see. Well, I've been sober almost uh, 18 years. In September, I'll have 18 years. Congratulations, um, brother. Yeah, thank you. But at the end of the day, it's one day at a time, right? That's all it is. And mm -hmm. uh, um, I've been able to string, you know, a lot of one day at a times together. But um, more importantly, um, I've been able to use my story um, to help a lot of people uh, come to the realization of their own trauma, traumatic experiences in life and, and uh, you know, how, how that trauma is connected to their mental health issues and how that trauma is connected to their addiction issues and, and uh, you know, how to find a, a path of, you know, of healing. Congratulations. And I really believe that's the biggest reason why I'm awake, really, at the end of the day, um, is, uh, you know, I was groomed by one of the most notorious pedophiles in Canada and, you know, went through that experience and then went through the experience of healing and realized that, you know, a lot of the techniques that the government is using are the same techniques that pedophile abusers use against their victims, which is manipulation, coercion, lying, stealing, cheating, you know, all that's all a part of it, right? And nobody, nobody, you know, we talk about systemic racism, we talk about systemic, 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 but nobody talks about systemic government abuse. Mm -hmm. which has caused trauma in the last four years, right? Because when you can't afford to eat and when you can't afford to pay your bills, guess what? That's trauma. It's like a domestic domestic trauma is the form of that because it's coming yeah. from someone who's supposed to care for you and you keep falling into that entire path over and over yep. again. Yep. And we have short memories too of the abuse as a yep. whole. Yeah. It's very and, much. And, you know, um, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the last three years doing shows like yours talking about systemic government abuse. Mm -hmm. Because when you're traumatized, guess what? You can't critically think because you're only surviving day to day, right? And, um, you know, what did we see happen at the beginning of COVID? Well, we saw a spike in opioid addiction. Right. We saw a spike in mental illness. We saw a spike in suicidal ideation. And then ultimately, we saw people taking their own lives. Well, that's a direct result of a very traumatized society. And who is doing all the traumatizing? The government. Right? And then so they're, they, they're providing they, you the service at the end, too. They are the abusers, right? Mm -hmm. And nobody, nobody talks about that. Or they say that I'm crazy. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah, sorry. that's what they say. <laughs> yeah. I already I, have, I, you know, I already have the t-shirt, you know, right? I've experienced it all. And I didn't spend the last 20 years of my life doing what I've done to heal myself, to, you know, to be abused again. You know, I was mm -hmm. abused my whole entire life. And, and, you know, I made a promise to myself, uh, you know, about 15 years ago that when I saw abuse, I was going to call it out. And that's all, I'm, that's all I've been doing for the last four years. That's it. You know, and I've taken a lot of shit and abuse from, you know, the left-wing lunatics. Um, and, uh, but, uh, 
you know, anybody that knows anything about my professional hockey career, I was a villain. I was a shit disturber. I was, you know, one of those guys. So, you know, I'm used to, you know, that kind of response. Right. So that's why mm-hmm. it doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. Um, you know, and uh, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing because at the end of the day, the number one goal, the number one goal is depopulization or depopulation agenda. That's their number one goal. And if you look and if you look at this whole situation through that lens, it all makes perfect sense. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because this vaccine did some damage to reproductive, did some damage to your lifespan. I I don't even think we know the full damage yet until the next generation and their children or attempt to have children Mm -hmm. starts. I think that's when we're seeing it. Have yeah. you heard anybody talk about at this stage yet that vax and non-vax shouldn't try and pre- procreate? Have you heard that yet? I haven't heard any anything about that yet. Um, I I think that uh, over the last probably six months, I've seen uh, a lot of discussion around helping people get rid of the spike proteins. The detoxing. Right? Because ultimately, that is the bioweapon. The spike protein is the bioweapon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, more and more, I'm seeing ads. I'm seeing protocols. I'm seeing a lot of doctors talking about detoxification uh, from everything. You know, even what they're spraying in the air, and and you know, there's a lot of barium aluminum uh, misting going on, which affects you know, the blood brain barrier. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of people talking about detoxing the metals from your brain, that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of really great information out there now helping people, you know, survive this, uh, (laughs) this insanity, which they're bringing forward. No, it's a very serious issue, issue, Theo. And on the 28th, I have Dr. Peter McCullough on for exactly that. We'll be talking about detox uh vaccine detox he's got some protocols i also spoke to dr Macus on this issue so there's a video in the past on that one he actually says yeah he actually said one of the best things you can do is a three-day fast just water just do that that's a good way to kickstart the repair yeah that's great it's good information right yeah for sure and we need it look i'm not vaccinated but i have a lot of empathy for those who had to or did or chose to even the ones that ran to the vaccination line I still have empathy for them as well. Yeah. They're miswired, but, but they're going to be harmed. Absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, from my own experience too, you know, being manipulated and coerced, you know, as an adolescent, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I have a lot of compassion and empathy for, you know, for those people who are now vax injured or who have lost loved ones from the vaccination. Um, You know, and, I can't remember. It might have been a year and a half ago. Somebody said to me, you know, this will be all over when the vaxxed and the unvaxxed get together. What does that mean? Like in what way? Like we just started. Well, because we're so divided, Mm -hmm. right? We're so divided that, you know, we need to come together as a society and as a community and heal that trauma from the last four years. Right. This may be that trauma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's trauma. Those people who are vaccine injured, that's trauma. Those people who've lost people from the vaccine, that's trauma. That's very 
yep. traumatizing, you know, when you lose people or, you know, you're, you're having to deal with somebody who's severely injured, right? Yeah. Well, what about those mothers and aunts that said you can't come to Christmas unless you're vaxxed? People got vaxxed and now some of them might get but, injured. But, but you got to remember that they were misinformed by big Oh, pharma, for sure. But the, but the guilt, the guilt they're going to yeah. carry is going to be hard. We have to address that. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do about it now. Right. We, we didn't have a crystal ball. No. Right. And, you know, what I always tell people when I'm working with them is I say, um, like, you can't go back and change what happened to you. But you can certainly change the future and you can certainly change your path today. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's important that, um, you know, we get fixated on the past. Right. We get fixated on the past and all the mistakes we made and all that guilt and all that. Um, uh, resentment. Right. That's the stuff that kills us. That's mm -hmm. the stuff that that gets into our cellular structure, gets stored in the body. And then here we are on a day to day basis getting triggered by absolutely everything. We don't even know what the trigger is about well that's past traumas that we carry with us that gets played out in our you know in our daily lives and so it's important to you know go on this journey of healing find some sort of spirituality right yeah because at the end of the day you know that's the only thing that's the biggest reason why i'm still here and I'm still alive today is because I went on a spiritual journey. I'm not talking religion. I'm sure, talking sure. about I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking about having a relationship with myself for the first time in my life, right? Because after my abuser left my life, what do you think happened? I took over the abuse and I abused myself because I didn't think right. I deserved anything better. And most of the people who walk around on this planet feel the same way. Right? I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. Right? So You're not wrong, brother. And, and people it, feel it, that way, and their government's telling them that, too. It, they're even telling you, because you're white, yeah, that, because that, you're they're this. They're using it. The government is using that. Psych well, we're in a psychological and spiritual war. Right? So if I don't work on my psychology, and if I don't work on my spiritual stuff, then... Yeah, I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be living in fear. I'm going to have no hope, right? That's what they want. That's what they want. And then when the government gives you the boogeyman to point your problems to, you start to hate them and actually want them gone. Yeah. Yeah. And this is how they're dividing us. Yeah. Now, how do we how, how do we combat that? Because it won't be our public health care system that helps the mental health. <clears throat> That's not a very good system for that. Yeah. So how do we build that support is it more community-based more neighbor-to-neighbor yeah. neighbor type of stuff yeah like i've known to mankind right done ten thousand hours of therapy and the most cheapest most effective kind of therapy that i've come across is a little thing called group therapy where you get a bunch of people in a room who all have some sort of issues or unresolved issues and you use vulnerability, which is storytelling, so telling your own story, 
mm-hmm. and that creates safety. And then once you have safety in the room, that's when the magic of healing happens is when people relate to each other's stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And a perfect example was, you know, in 2009, I wrote this book called playing with fire where, you know, I just took a leap of faith. I said, you know what, if I don't get this shit off my chest, I'm probably going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to die. I wanted to live. And so I told this story in front of the world. And what happened was I found my tribe of people. Right. right. You know, everywhere I went on the book tour, I was getting five, 10, 15, 20 people coming up at every book signing saying, Hey man, you told my story. Me too. Right. And, and we created this community of people, right? Because, you know, we have a saying in 12 step, you're only as sick as your secrets. Oh, wow. Well, guess what? For 27 years, I had kept this secret inside. And guess what? I was sick physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And then once I told the story, it was no longer a secret. Right? Mm-hmm. You owned and, it. And then, you know, I started attracting all of these people who wanted the same thing that I had, which was, you know, a little bit of peace, a little bit of joy, a little bit of serenity, you know, which is the ultimate goal in the healing process is, is, uh, you know, that peace, joy, happiness, and serenity. That's where we're all trying to get to. Right. It sounds like you're there the way you speak and the way you have a calm in your voice. Yeah. Because, you know, I just don't care anymore. I don't care what people think about me. I know where I've been. I know what I've overcome. I know where I'm going. I know what's in my heart, you know, and, and, you know, um, you know, people talk about the garden of Eden, right? Mm-hmm. That it, that it's actually in, in heaven, but we're actually living in the garden of Eden, but we have a bunch of really, uh, bad people right now who have taken the Garden of Eden and turned it into this insane place. <clears throat> and so if we can overcome all the corruption and all the evil, we'll, we'll be living in the greatest time of human history. Well, it sounds like you've actually found yours because you have this common peace. Now, you know that there's a lot out there, but yeah. you're common pieces there yeah i don't let i don't let it affect me anymore right i don't let i don't let the abusers and the and the corrupt affect me any anymore because ultimately if things don't work out here i know that i'm going to a way better place gotcha but in the meantime i'm going to do everything within my power to create heaven on earth Right. That's beautiful. Is there a way that you can scale this thinking and help train people to take this back to their communities as, as well? Is there a way for you to become of a coach to a lot of people so we can scale yeah, well, this? That's, what do you think I've been doing for the last, you know, 15 I'm, years is I've been, you know, yeah. speaking tons and, 
doing workshops and uh you know i i'm actually working with a company right now to roll out a um uh a program mental mental wellness program on you know on the net so Perfect. hopefully that That's hopefully hopefully that'll be out uh in the next little while but i do coach i do coach people one-on-one -on -one coaching you know you can go to my website um you and, sign up for that there yeah yeah, you can go to info at theoflurry.life and say, hey, I'm interested in some coaching sessions. And, you know, you can reach out to me through through that. You know, I, I, my specialty and my secret sauce is one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I can really get people to move, you know, when I'm coaching them one-on-one. -on -one. Well, we need to get to the children, right? So that's where the indoctrination is happening right now. Yeah. And they're kind well, of winning that We got to fix the adults first. Right? The parents. fix the adults first before we tackle the kids. Because it's the traumatized adults who are traumatizing the kids. Right? So the, so the parents are just adults in general? Just adults in general, right? You know, um, you know I look at all these people that um have access to our kids and they are mentally not well mm -hmm. and when they're not mentally not well, well our kids are not going to be mentally well right it's sort of that trickle down effect right you know mm -hmm. and if you look at the leader justin trudeau he's not he's not well right he's not well He's very damaged individual who has not faced any of his past trauma, right? You know, you look at his father, his father was a communist and he hung around with communists. So what do you think Justin is going to turn out to be? So you believe before uh, he went into office, he was pretty damaged. Yeah, 100%. You know, I grew up, I grew up with a depressed mom that caused me a lot of problems in adult. Well, what was Margaret's diagnosis? Depression, mm -hmm. right? So that affects, you know, that affects everything. So. It, and he was probably recruited pretty early with the Global Leaders Program and identified pretty early and yeah. had to go through a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he was ready to go. You say when he ran into office, he was ready to kind of mess us up. He was yeah. Already they groomed. They groomed. You know, they groomed him, right? Just like he's now grooming society, right? You know, people are saying you know they're they're grooming the kids. No, they're grooming you first. They're grooming. Like the last thing that happens in this type of scenario is kids get sexually abused or physically abused or emotionally abused spiritually abused they have to groom the adults first to allow that to happen right and that's what's been going on they've been grooming okay. the adults right you know like like i watch these drag shows and i see moms who bring their kids there and i'm like mm -hmm. What's the Why? benefit? Like, what? What's the benefit from doing this? Well, I would say those 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 parents are looking for somewhere to belong. Mm 
Like we all need to belong somewhere. Right? They're looking for their tribe. Yeah, they're looking for their tribe. But, you know, that's a, the wrong place to be looking to find your tribe, right? Well, what, what was one of the first things they did at the beginning of COVID? Shut down the churches mm -hmm. and they closed every arena in Canada. Yep. And Jim. And why does why does every small town in Canada have an arena? Well, that's that's the center of community, right? Mm -hmm. So you're mm -hmm. either a part of that crowd or you're part of the church, right? And church is about community, right? Mm -hmm. It's not so much about religion. It's more about community, right? If I mm -hmm. go to church on Sunday, I see mostly the same people, right? Yeah, people that care about you and want to yeah, see you, that type of thing. Right, yep. right. So, yeah, they, they went after that almost immediately because they knew it was going to mess us up, right? But right. they kept the liquor stores and the cannabis stores open. Of course they did. Because right. they knew that that's how people cope when they get freaked out. Mm -hmm. And people don't And then they locked us together, which caused domestic violence to go up and yeah. other things. And people who don't have spiritual connection are going to gravitate towards addictive behavior as a coping mechanism to suppress the emotional pain and suffering that they're experiencing. And at the beginning of COVID, we were all freaking out about, because we didn't know. Mm -hmm. We had no idea what this virus was going to do. Right? So they Could locked us in our houses. And, you know, where's, as a person who suffers from, uh, you know, depression and anxiety, Where's the worst place I can be as a person who has depression and anxiety? Alone by Inside yourself. Inside of my own head. Mm. Right? And if I don't have community, what am I going to do? I'm going to internalize everything. I'm going to start, you know, that hamster wheel from just going crazy. And that's what happened to me at the beginning of COVID. Is I, I fell into a depression. And I had no idea what this depression was all about. Well, it was about reliving all of my abuse again. Right? And so when I figured that out, I started doing a lot of podcasts because that's all I could do. I couldn't travel. I couldn't speak. Nothing. And so I started to explain what my depression was all about. And people were like, oh, my God, I'm feeling the same way. And I also mm -hmm. have a very traumatic history in my past. So thank you for explaining to me my latest episode of depression and anxiety. Right? Yeah. Are, are you seeing the same indicators for addiction to government dependency? So depending on your government, is that yeah. something you could become addicted to? 100%. Right? And when they take some of it away, give it back, control yeah. you that way. That's classic, classic abuser, classic narcissistic behavior, right? And it's, so if you're already in a narcissistic relationship, the government comes in with their narcissistic 
you know, and it just feels comfortable, right? So, and these guys knew this. The World Economic Forum formed in 1971. Yeah. They knew about psychology. They knew about psychology. And that's all they're doing. They're just playing out their, you know, psychotic agenda. Now, big tech's got busted for that. So they, Facebook, there's, they've been busted for playing around people's timeline, injecting negativity to see what would happen. Would they stay longer? Would they leave? So there's a lot of psychological things happening in big tech for the last 10 years or so. Yeah. I, I assure you that also plays a role as well. Yeah. And, you know, for 157 years, we've some have had a somewhat relatively free democracy. Okay. At least perceived to be free. Perceived, yes, perceived. And we've never experienced a communist takeover in Western in the Western world. So we have no idea what it looks like, what it tastes like, and what it feels like. But if you see what's happening in France and Belgium and all these countries, they know exactly what it looks like. And what happens when that happens? People are out on the street going, new, new, we're not, we're not going for this. We're not falling for this. But in Canada and the United States, we've never experienced a communist takeover. Right. Yet. We may be in the middle of it right now. Well, we're, we we're recognize it. <laughs> yeah. But we're right in the middle of it. You're right. But we yeah. don't recognize it. it. We did we have no idea. Because people yeah, still what... have the attitude that. Oh, that'll never happen in Canada. That'll never happen in the United States. Well, it's happening because you <laughs> don't know what it looks like. Yeah, and right? it doesn't help that there's one side who also doesn't know what it looks like, but they're blaming everything. They're saying, that's commie, that's commie. That, but it's not, it's not. What you're actually talking about is democracy. You're actually talking mm -hmm. about people wanting to get things done. But yeah. everything's a Nazi, everything's commie, so now almost nothing is anymore. Yeah. You should know this, and I'm sorry for going here a little bit, but when you're stuck under an abuser, they don't tend to, they don't, they don't necessarily start backing off and making things easier on you at any point. You get used right. to it, then they get harder on you, harder and harder. So we're seeing things like political prisoners here in Alberta, and I think that's a huge message to a lot of Canadians that, look, this government will get hard on you. Oh, we're yeah. at 500, 520 days, Theo, that these gentlemen have been locked away. No mm -hmm. trial, no bail. That's quite the message to Canadians, don't you think? Yeah. Like, if you follow the timeline of when they declared COVID until now, it's getting more and more, you know. But what they do is they take away, then they give it back. They take it away, yeah. give it back. Take it away, give it back. And so, you know. Freeze your see, bank accounts, unfreeze them. Yeah. yeah. Threaten to freeze them again. Yeah. You know, to think that we have political prisoners in Canada in 2023 should be incredibly alarming to you. Because if they can do it to those people, they can do it to absolutely all of us. All of yes. us. Yes. And that's what the other side's not 
understanding or they're just blatantly ignoring it that yeah. look today it's us that you guys are putting in jail but tomorrow could be you and what kind of system do you want do you want one that is innocent until proven guilty or we can put you away for 30 months without explaining mm -hmm. it which one do you want yeah and of course they will be on our side all of a sudden but it's so weird that intelligent people seem to have been dropped <laughs> like common sense is not common the house of commons is not full of commons like we don't have common anymore. No. Um, so what do you think about that? Are, like we keep putting the same two parties in power. Nobody else gets to say yeah. we have a power with a corrupt well, party. I, like I, I believe that there are no more fair elections anywhere on the planet. That Period. far, okay. Yeah. Well, because Klaus Schwab said, my people don't lose elections. And he just right. came out with a statement that by 2025, there'll be no more elections. I missed that one. Please fill me in. Yeah, he said it. Klaus Schwab said by 2025, there'll be no more elections because we'll have complete and full control and power, right? Which is global communism, one world government, right? I'm looking at the people's, date. I think people still think that that is a conspiracy theorist, like theory. <laughs> no, I listen to every word that man says because he's not yeah. lying. He's telling you what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book, a couple books, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's face it. I believe, I believe that we have an illegitimate government in Canada right now because Trudeau wasn't elected in 19 or 21. And the reason why they're trying to hide all the Chinese stuff is it's because true, yeah. it's going to expose that, right? So, now, what do you think that interference was? government is now passing illegitimate laws, which is what? Communism 101. Yep. And doing doing things without even the legislation. Do you think this this Chinese interference was to help Trudeau? Or is it possible that this Chinese interference was exposing the WEF messing around with our elections? Is there a possibility well, I, that... I, I think China and WEF are in, in bed with each other, right? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because China already has communism. They already have digital IDs, they already have face facial recognition. The, the pilot they're, country. They, yeah, they're the, they're the, you know, they're the leaders in that, right? Is it possible China that's funding WEF and Klaus, giving them most of support there? Would be, you know, logical to believe that, right? You know? So. It's just as logical as the lab, right? Stupid yeah. market. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, I, I really believe that that is all a bunch of bullshit, too, the Wuhan thing. I think they just rebranded the flu to get mm -hmm. people to take the bioweapon. Well, that's what Macca says. So Macca says that I was actually going around in 2019 and 18. So the mm -hmm. actual COVID was around in those years as well. It's a pretty good speech you gave on uh Saturday. There's a link on my uh, YouTube for that. No, not on YouTube. It's on Rumble because it's Maccus. You can't get right. Maccus on YouTube. Right. Uh, it's on my Rumble. And yeah, it was a pretty deep um, uh, speech because he also identified a hundred uh, young sudden deaths for young people in a three-month span. Mm -hmm. Athletes, people that are getting out there playing hockey and all this kind of stuff. You must be hearing that. Um, the UK just bragged 
just a week or so ago that they just finished putting 6,000 defibrillators into the school system, high schools and younger. They're happy. They're like, congratulations, we did it. We got 6,000 into the schools. You're now safer. Yeah. But where's the headline on why do you have to do that all of a sudden? Yeah, I, now, yeah, in your world, like myocarditis. You, and, like if you just think with your common sense brain, you know, all the truth is out there, mm -hmm. right? And and at the beginning, they could stay ahead of the truth, right? But now they can't stay ahead of the truth. Like the right. truth is all out there, right? Because did you ever think, Jason, that you would be a podcaster talking about nope. this stuff? Nope. Exactly. It was not something I tried to do. I had to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because you have some sort of common sense where you're like, you know what? No, this isn't right. This is wrong. And I'm going to take a stand. And I don't care how much backlash and bullshit I get. Yeah. I'm going to leave this planet going. I did everything within my power to change the course of where we're headed. That's it. Yeah, and that might be naive and it might be a mistake for me, like professionally or for my personal life. Like I had to give up my entire private life to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So there may be some consequences, but I don't feel like I made the wrong choice at all. I, I no. feel like we're making some steps forward. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think all of us who um, are standing in truth are doing it for the absolute right reasons, right? Yeah. You know, we want, we want to save humanity, right? Because, you know, like I said, their number one goal is to depopulate the planet, right? And everything that they've done in the last four years, well, what's the only thing that comes out of communism? That seems like a trick question, but pain, pain and suffering. Mass, mass death. Yeah, that's right. So Stalin had millions. Uh, each Mao, of them had millions. Mao, millions die under communism. That's the only thing that communism spits out is mass death. And we've, we're already seeing it, right? We're already seeing and the, it. And those would be the people that have a heavy reliance on government in some capacity. To mm -hmm. take care of them, and then the government just turns their back, and well, you're in trouble now. Yeah, or, gov yeah. or government tells you I can't afford it, or we're fighting a war, or we all have to suffer. But they'll give you reasons why they can't feed you anymore. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, you know the government knows that people are severely injured, and there is death happening, and not one, not one politician has said anything about it what does that tell you what is well, that the wannabe you? politicians are doing it so the ones yeah. that want to be politicians are right. doing it because this the is people, the truth but the people who are actually in positions of power and authority have not said one word about vax injured or vax deaths not one of the 338 people who were voted in and mm -hmm. work for us have not said one word that should tell you absolutely everything, everything. about <laughs> our government
everything. And that should make you angry and pissed right off that these 100%. people do not care about human life, that your life doesn't matter to them one iota. So if elections are no good and you believe that, what mm -hmm. do we do? How can we make some of these changes? Well, and how much can we put up with before we say it, no more? Well, non-compliance, right? They respond to non-compliance, right? Because where would we be if the truckers didn't head to Ottawa? We would be in full lockdowns. 15-minute cities would already be happening if we didn't, if that didn't happen. So non-compliance, you know, like they're already um, doing their fall spike protein campaign. Yep. Yeah, it came out. They have a new and approved formula, by the way, they said. New and approved. Oh, yeah. 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 It's even deadlier than the last one. Yeah. Guaranteed. We didn't kill you fast enough. New and approved. Mm-hmm. So non-compliance. You guys got too smart. Non-compliance. Yep. The government, so you know. I said, I've said this many times. As a citizen of Canada, I have three main responsibilities. Pay my taxes, vote, and stay out of jail. Other than that, I do not need the government involved in my life at all. I am very capable of looking after myself, looking after my family. And then when I take care of all that, then... I'm going to provide and do work for people who are less fortunate. That's right. You have to build that's your house it. first and you can help others. That's it. That's it. Right. Well, that's the whole community fabric you just described there. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, but you know, you're far right racist for saying that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Like having family values. Well, I, I said about... I've been right so far. Right? I'm not far right. I've been right so far. Right? Well, let's take that and own it. Let's own that. Yeah. Do you think do you think Alberta is going to be the last stand or do you think Alberta is going to be the one that helps replicate to other provinces? What do you think is going to end up happening here? Because yeah. we're under attack by the WF on the healthcare oh, system. Oh, yeah. 100%. They, we're, they partnered we're up here. Yeah. Yeah, like we have 9 trillion barrels of oil in Fort McMurray. And they want to shut that down. Well, then how how the hell are we gonna how are we gonna generate any type of economy if our own gas sector is gone? Pixie dust, rainbows, unicorn farts? No, <laughs> right? Like this whole climate thing is like it's such a joke. It's such a joke. Well, Greta was wrong, right? Her tweet just got deleted after five yeah. years because like we, the, like we, the planet was supposed to be over, like what three weeks ago, a month ago, like that was. It. I guess you're right. We're still in the Garden of Eden, then, because yeah, we're all we're dead and here. we're in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, yeah. we're still <laughs> here. Yeah. Well, we're you know what do they say? We're we're wearing skin suits, you know, living. A spiritual experience you know what i mean so you know yeah but, i had uh, um greg arcade said that on friday that we're we're skinwalkers or something like that where we're wearing the skin yeah you're familiar with that is that what you're talking oh, about oh yeah mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe, you know who he I is. Believe, I believe in all that stuff. You know, um, it's what gives me hope, right? Gives me hope that you know, yeah, they whatever they do is whatever they do, right? I'm gonna try and make the best of it while I'm here. Uh, be a good person. Be a good human, right? You know, do all I can to, you know, wake people up and. At the end of the day, if if God so sees fit that He needs me elsewhere, then that's where I'll go. You'll be missed. You'll be missed. Yeah, now you I'll are still in a... be around. I'll still be around, right? Yeah, I think your legacy will be around for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I think so. Um, you could, if you wanted to, just say, "Hey, world, have a good one. Catch you later," and then really just check out and really just focus on enjoying yourself yeah. and not being under attack and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But yet you've chosen to stay in the limelight and not limelight. This is actually not a limelight. This is a, the spotlight yeah. and still take on these battles. What, why, why are you doing that? Why are you driven to continue to help us when you don't have to? Well, it's a genuine question. Cause there's so many people yeah. who don't. So on my spiritual journey of the last 15, 18, 20 years, um, you know, I, I've delved into some past life stuff cool and uh this is very familiar theme to every existence i've had every skin suit i've worn i've been in some sort of war fight you know whatever it is so Mm. um you know that's why i call myself the patriot warrior because i'm i've always been a warrior no matter you know, what life, past life I had, I was always involved in some sort of tyrannical, you know, fighting against it, fighting against tyranny, right? Right. So, um, but, you know, and I always tell people, this is the last fucking thing I want to be doing in my life. Exactly. You know? Like, you don't I've have had, to. You know, golf I've, had, hang out. I've had two very successful careers. One as a professional athlete and one as an author and a speaker. And I would love more, no more, or no more to be, you know, enjoying my kids, you know, my relationship with my wife, you know, just non-combative, non, you know, just enjoying life, you know. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, um, I made a promise to myself about 15 years ago that, if I saw abuse, I was going to call it out, and that's all. I and that's all I've been doing. That's all I've been doing. You know, and uh, you know, I I understand that that's not a popular stance, but uh, guess what? For twenty seven years of my life, I wasn't standing in my truth. Right. I was hiding a secret. And that secret almost ended my life. And so now, whether I'm right or wrong, the simple fact that I'm standing in my truth gives me peace, serenity, some joy, some happiness. So I'm going to go with that, right? That's beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people out there who 
you know, are not standing in their truth. They're afraid to stand in their truth. But I can tell you that besides my sobriety, despite, you know, despite getting sober, it's probably the most incredible thing that I've ever done in my life was to stand in my truth. Because it's so empowering. It really is. It's very empowering when you stand in your truth and you don't listen to the noise. Right? Can Can you talk to somebody who's debating and, and having difficulties standing in their truth and maybe give them a little advice on how to take a next step or a first step? Well, I, I, I always say this. They want us dead. So I have nothing to lose. I have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. Right? They want us dead, which means I have nothing to lose. But if I don't die and we come out of this and we have, you know, we're, we're living in this incredible, abundant, amazing place, then I have everything to gain. Right? Because I want to live till I'm fucking 200 years old. And I know that we can do that, that we have the capability to do that. But we need to get rid of these evil bastards. And unfortunately, that's that's conflict and that's fight, right? And, so and I, I'm trying. Go ahead. No, no, you. Uh, sorry about that. Cool. And and so why not? Right? You got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Right? Your kid's future depends on you standing in your truth. And, you know, uh, it's going to be uncomfortable at the beginning. It was uncomfortable for me at the beginning, standing, mm -hmm. standing in my truth. But all I did was I kept pushing back against their narrative. I didn't let them cancel me. I didn't let them silence me. I went back at him twice as hard with facts and truth, you know? And when you do that, they back away because they're cowards. Communists are cowards. They're cowards. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, why why they they, that's why they got to use fuckery. Exactly. Manipulation gain, and other things. Gain control, right? So, yeah. Well, they got in, they got in control by taking over our school boards, taking over our schools, yeah. getting in as elected yeah. officials, getting sneaky, into the cities. Sneaky fuckers. You know? Well, yeah, they created that uh, diversity, uh, equity, inclusion position, and then every company had one, and that was the cancer cell. That was the first yeah. part yeah. of all of that. Yeah. How do we get that out? Like the NHL kind of got bit by that for a little bit there and had some pride nights and other things and then kind of pulled back, took some of the hits and punches, which hockey players mm -hmm. can do, and uh, starting to bounce back from that. So first, what was your take when they kind of go started to go down that road? Well, now, how, how no, do you feel as they're getting out of it? There's no place in sports for politics. Politics should not be involved in sports at any level, any level, right? Sports is used as an escape and a distraction from what's going on in our normal lives. It gives us joy. 
you know, to cheer for a team or, you know, to, to kind of just zone out, you know, every once in a while. But no, they had to get involved in this woke friggin' culture, which is, you know, woke is actually Marxism, you know, mm-hmm. the same thing. But, you know, you can't use Marxism because then people be like, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. Right. So they, you know, they, it's amazing how they change words. Right. They're very good at changing words, phrases, you know, all this stuff. So, so yeah, I, I just think critically, do your homework. The truth is all out there. Um, don't listen to the left. They're, they're insane. They're crazy. They've lost the narrative. They've lost their minds. They have tunnel vision, right? Because they have one mm-hmm. goal. They have one goal and it's, it's, Depopulation. You know, they've, they've, they've lost all sense of, you know, what it's like to be an actual human being that lives on this planet, right? What do you bring to the table? What do you contribute? What, what are you going to leave behind? You're going to leave behind the legacy of what? Uh, seven and a half billion people are dead. That's your legacy. Right? I don't understand it at all. I understand what they're doing, but I don't understand the why. Yeah. It's just a, you know, it's like a really bad movie with really bad writers, bad actors. You know, it's what it is. But you know, in the times when you're living in those fearful, anxiety, depressive moments is when you lean on, you know, your spiritual being, mm-hmm. right? Because faith gives you hope, right? And when you have hope, it's like, bring it on, right? Or, you know, uh, God only gives us as much as we can handle. Correct. I believe that. Okay. So we've all, we all we've all experienced trauma in our life in some way, shape, or form. Doesn't have to be as extreme as mine, but right. we, we all experience trauma. And I and how I see my trauma now is my trauma is my superpower. Okay, because adversity creates what resilience that's right and when you have resilience you're like bring it on bring it bring I'll, it I'll that's figure, your thick skin i'll figure it out and so what the other side doesn't know right now is they've given us extreme adversity the last four years have been extreme good way adverse, adversity and what is that going to create? That's going to create a resilience that I don't think they even have any idea what that resilience is going to do. That resilience is going to take them down at the end of the day. There's two things I think it will do, actually. I think mm-hmm. it will take them down and expose them, but it's also going to save them because these vaccine injured people that are lost are going to be brought back by the strong who took all of that for so many years. We are resilient, so we're able to hold it up for them. So we'll be able to help them when the time is right for them. And that could be God's plan. That could be why he put us through this, just toughen us up for that next phase. Yeah, he saw we were getting soft. He saw we were getting soft. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you some adversity here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now we can handle. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We can handle and pick up our neighbors that are injured and help them now. So, so when you look at adversity, don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at Mm. it as a gift. It is truly a gift. It's been such a gift in my life that adversity because it built resilience. Right. And now I know that I can get through absolutely anything that's thrown my way. And did you find and that I don't think being I could, an athlete? And I don't think I could have said that, you know. 18 years ago? 20 years ago. I don't think I could have said that 20 years ago. I think I would have folded like a cheap lawn chair. But because I chose first and foremost to get sober mm-hmm. and not go back to all my old coping mechanisms, right, pushed me towards healing and understanding and self-love and you know all these wonderful things self-dependence yeah you know uh having a relationship with myself actually talking about feelings of sadness and anger and resentment and all these things i you know i didn't have to carry them around for very long because i knew (laughs) that if i talked about them that's the release right i'm telling on myself Mm -hmm. holding yourself accountable yeah right and And not being afraid of that yeah and all we're trying to do is we're just trying to hold people to accountability that's it Mm -hmm. we're holding our 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 government to accountability but they don't want any part narcissists don't want any part accountability yeah i got a good plan there Mm. right they don't want any part of being held to account they hate accountability that's why they won't come to the debate table because they know they're going to get pummeled. Right. And they don't expect accountability, but they'll cancel you. So they don't even have it in their wiring to hold you accountable. They'll just cancel you. They just want yeah. you gone. Yeah. And maybe you have a good idea there. If we work on the adult to make them more accountable as self-beings, they're going to hold their government and their neighbors and others more accountable because they believe in it then. Yes. Yes. That's why, you know, I've been doing what I've been doing for, you know, is letting people know that, yeah, I wasn't a very good person for a long time, right? I was corrupted by the system that I was in, right? Mm-hmm. The money, the fame, the fortune, it corrupted me. And not only did it corrupt me, it corrupted every single person who was around me. Right. Did you have right. enablers in that time? Yeah, of Is that the kind of corruption you're talking about? Yeah. People are just giving you? Yeah, but because I was living in my trauma still mm-hmm. you just generally sort of gravitate towards that type of behavior right but well, they're providing coping for you yeah and then you know all the enablers were gone right because i made them sick by my own behavior i made the enablers sick so then i was left to my own defenses and what happened That's a good way well, to do it. And what happened? I hit rock bottom because I had a gun in my mouth. Oh, sorry, Theo. Right? Because, because I got to the point where I could no longer manage my own life. And I was having a pity party and all this bullshit. But ultimately what happened, I couldn't pull the trigger. Thank God. Which meant... Which meant I wanted to live. That's right. 
Well, guess what? I have no idea how to live life on life's terms. All I know how to do is cope. That's it. And I use drugs, alcohol, food, gambling, sex, work, right? All these addictions mm -hmm. to suppress all the sadness, all the anger, all the resentment I had from experiencing my parents and experiencing my abuser. Mm -hmm. But then I had to flip that all around and go, you know what? Those people were teaching me about adversity so that I could get to resilience. Well, God was through them. I don't know if yeah. they knew what they were doing. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. Right. And from rock bottom, I built this amazing life. But I had to get to rock bottom first to realize, holy shit, like how the hell did I get here? Right? How the hell did, you know, this successful hockey player, you know, professional guy end up with a gun in his mouth? Right? But I had to go through the exercise. Mm -hmm. It was part of my plan and my journey. Well, thank you for sharing that part of your yeah. plan or not your plan yeah. but your journey so that other yeah. people can understand that yeah so, so and the reason why i share it is because i know that many people feel the same way that i do but they just don't have a platform or they don't feel safe enough to talk about it but i do because i've been doing it for you know forever it seems like forever <laughs> i've been telling telling this story right but i have no shame anymore i have no shame no guilt, no anger, no resentment, because I had to work on those things. It's beautiful, man. It really is beautiful. Now, are you going to expand this more? Are you kind of where you're at with this program? You're talking about doing some online stuff. Like, I'm really excited about more people hearing yeah. about your program and working it. So you're getting stuff online for them to do this from home and stuff? Yeah, it's been really hard for me to find the right company that you know, has the same values, morals, principles, you know, mm -hmm. all this stuff that actually care about people healing. Right. So, you know, on, on the tech side or what, what are you needing? Um, yeah, just, just the vehicle that I can reach as many people as possible on a daily basis, because at the beginning of your, journey like you need support like mm -hmm. big time like you can't you can't do this on your own like i tried it on my own i failed miserably every time right and you know september 17th of 2005 i hit my knees in a washroom and i surrendered and i turned my will and my life over to the care of god as i understand them Beautiful. And ever since I did that, I stopped fucking driving the bus. And I sit in the passenger seat and I don't question anything. Right? And that's how I see this whole last four years is God was preparing me for this battle. And he gave me all that shit at the beginning of my life to get to here. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all the pain. I'm grateful for the suffering. I'm grateful for all of those lessons because without them, I don't think I'd be here. Well, I'm glad right? you are. And you can share those lessons with us too. So yeah, we can learn it as well. Sure. And you know, well, I, I realized, I realized that everybody has a story. 
everybody has a story. And, you know, God gave us two ears to listen to those stories and not give antidotes, don't give advice, just fucking sit there, take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth and just listen. That's mm -hmm. it, right? Because, you know, when people come up to me at events, hang on one second, I'm just getting a call from Laura. Yeah, yeah, that may be, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's her, you got to go, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, is this you? Yes. Hi, this is Alex with the Anger Mango. How are you? Very good. How are you? We're doing good. We're trying to get you uh, your FaceTime up uh, for our show. Are you getting, are you getting the request? Uh, hang on. I got to turn. I got to hang on. Sorry. You, you can drop. You can drop the and come back later. Hang on a second. Here, uh, can you hear me? You're breaking up. Okay. Okay. Uh... Oh, is this, are you calling me on FaceTime? It's, it's whatever was set up. I don't know if it's FaceTime or Skype. Or the, yeah, it's FaceTime. The GCC link that they sent you? Yeah, they, nobody's called me on FaceTime. And you were supposed to do it on FaceTime. I, I, I didn't mean to say it was FaceTime. It's whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever the link they sent you is what it should be. I, I just was speculating on Okay, well, I'm I'm here. I'm waiting by the phone, and nothing's happened. So, hi, Theo. It's it's not. Um, there should be a link, a VCC link that we sent you. Okay, but when I when I did the when I did the uh, check in with the guy, we did we yeah. went through the whole thing. We used FaceTime. So maybe maybe we should FaceTime. Is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. All right. Stay where you are. Okay. Stand by. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I'll come back as soon as I'm done. Is that okay? I'll just read. Sure. I'm gonna go look for it. Link. I'm gonna try and stream it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can come right back to the same link. Okay. Yep. Awesome, brother. Thank you, Thanks. Theo. We'll see you soon. Yep. Yep. Cheers. Go. Have fun. With a new time. Oh, that was so cool, Theo. And thanks for wearing a Trump hat. I was gonna ask you to put it back on. <laughs> I was going to ask you to put it back on. Yeah. If you came back with the other one, I was going to go, come on, give us a Trump yeah. one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was podcast gold. Having you jump off, go on Fox, come back. We, oh, we played it. Awesome. Good. Good. Yeah. Thanks for that, man. I, I like yeah. that. I'm going to clip that. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back to the show you wanted to be on. She yes, of course. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> I got to make my to token appearance on Fox, you know, every couple months. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for coming back. I do appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, well, we can keep going. Um, you know, I love talking about this stuff. You know, I think it's important. Um, I think it's uh, critical, and uh, you know, we need, you know, we need more, more people speaking up. You know, and and uh, if I can be an example of, you know that to people to be unafraid um you know uh we uh we don't have to listen to government we don't have mm -hmm. to follow everything that they're doing you know um we we still as of today uh live in a democracy and and uh the democracy is run by the people we the people and uh you know they they've used very chicken shit tactics to scare and uh make people live in fear and mm -hmm. it's those of us who are fearless 
that are going to be, um, you know, the ones that change the momentum and the swing. I agree with you. And right before you left for Laura, we were actually talking about how we can help people. And you're talking about getting something out, maybe a daily something. Mm -hmm. And I actually wanted to let you know, there's a whole bunch of us patriots getting together. I'm an actual nerd. So my training is 40 years of technology. Oh, um, and yeah. And there's a bunch of us, much of I've won awards for this stuff. Um, and there's a bunch of us that are coming together to put together like a Patriot network of some sort okay. um, in order to have like a channel where people can tune in and get it on their, their TV, Apple TV, get it on their yeah. Roku, yeah, get yeah, it all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Would you like to work with us and get your show on that and kind of maybe yeah, do something around that? We could, we could possibly do. So where do you live, Jason? Uh, Breton. So just west of Edmonton. Okay. And are you ever in Calgary? Oh, I could be in Calgary quite often. I'll be down there for the uh, Coots um, court case. So the 25th to the 29th, I'll be down there. Okay, well, let's let's try and uh, get together we'll face to face and have a chat, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy McKenzie, we got Zach Schmidt, oh, cool. uh, House Podcast. There's a whole bunch of people that are looking to yeah. do something along this line. Okay. So this might be good timing. A little yeah, I'd, I'd love to even. do something in the mental health space for sure, you know, because I think it's so it's so important and uh you know like i have a I, we have a foundation here in calgary called the breaking free foundation and we run two programs so the first program is uh uh we call it a meetup okay where twice a month anybody and anybody wants to come and talk about trauma mental health and addiction can come Mm-hmm. And we co-facilitate a conversation around that, right? And our second program is a therapy grant program where okay. people can write to us and apply for a therapy grant. And once you're approved, we pay for six sessions with a wow. trauma-informed therapist. And... If you need more after that, you can reapply and we'll pay for more. But like every mental health system, like we have over 220 people on our waiting list who are waiting to get into therapy. And that's that's the whole, and that's the whole entire mental health system across the board is people can't get help. Mm -hmm. Right. So in the meantime, you know, maybe we can provide some support, some online support, you know, where I'm just kind of hanging out with people and we're talking about what they're going through. I know somebody that will help you a lot with that too. His name's Chris Erickson out of BC. Yeah, He's creating mental health spaces on Twitter spaces. Oh, okay, cool. He's actually started to do that already. So he's doing it on Twitter, but we can also bring this into the podcast world and do this a daily thing. Okay, cool. Cool. Because I think Sounds what you, good. what a lot of us recognize is that next batch is going to be a mental health battle oh, as yeah. going through that vaccine stuff. Yeah. Are Are you familiar with Carrie Sakamoto? She's out of Lethbridge. Yes. Have you heard her name yet? I know okay. her father-in-law very well. He was one of the biggest uh, country music promoters in Canada. So yeah, I know I'm very familiar. I haven't had an opportunity to talk to them yet, but. Uh, okay. I know she's been busy, you know, doing the circuit and talking, which is, which is great. So, you know, that's, that's an important lawsuit that we should all get behind. 
Well, the reason why I bring it up is because we're working with her. So we brought out her story oh, last great. week. Uh, we worked with Eva Chepowick. She reached out to us uh, on the lawyer side of things. And I'm meeting with her on the 27th in Lethbridge. Okay. Kind of around when I'm down there. So maybe we can coordinate and we can all sure. get together. Something along those yeah. lines. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, look at this. We're already making things happen just by having we're a podcast. making it happen. And I think this is where the value is, just people talking, spitballing, yeah. coming up with ideas and connecting. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? You know, you, uh, they try to disconnect us, and our job is to stay connected. You know, the more we stay connected, the stronger, you know, the, the chain mm -hmm. gets. The more people, you know, we bring on board who are fearless, who are, you know, patriots who are warriors who you know that's what we need that that's what needs to happen right oh this is awesome you know this is it's awesome. about Do you know who you know when i you know i i played for and been around some of the greatest leaders in our sport right yeah. and you know every single one of them to a t was humble was kind made everybody feel a part of what was going on, everybody had a role, everybody mattered, you know, and that's how I see this movement is everybody matters. Whether you think you do or not, you have a significant role in, you know, the way that this moves forward and the way that this plays out, right? We need we we need more people more than ever to start speaking out yeah and regardless of the consequences you face um you have to um be strong in your conviction that no matter what they do that you're going to overcome this and we will overcome this right but we have to do it together Mm -hmm. you know, after, you know, I, I felt that after the convoys left Ottawa, that the freedom movement kind of imploded, you know, because everybody, everybody was scared. Everybody was, you know, kind of walking around on eggshells because they didn't know what the government was going to do to them. Well, I think we were stunned because we got yeah. hit really hard for the first time and kind of shook us go, wow, I couldn't yeah. believe that. Like like an abuse victim, like yeah. the first time that she, maybe the abuse was verbal, but the first time you punch her, that really changes things. Yeah. And and maybe that's what happened to us here. We got punched February 22nd mm -hmm. and maybe we had to kind of come back from that, shake our head a bit and maybe we yeah. now are ready to stand up again. Yeah, we need to get reorganized, but you know, in a it's happening in, in a different way this time, you know, with education so, and messaging, yeah. I think would be a good yeah. way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we just continue to do what we're doing on a daily basis is, you know, putting stuff out on Twitter and putting stuff on social media and, you know. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's messaging. That's good. But I like what you did there with mental health. So opening up that channel, we might even be able to encourage the left to get some mental health assistance. <laughs> and this could be a way of re-indoctrinating yep. them or bringing them back is getting yep. some mental health. Yeah. You, you, you know, healing is the answer to all of this, right? And they, you know, the 
the the cabal or the globalists or whatever the hell you want to call them they they don't Those want guys, yeah. they, they don't want us to right they want us to continue to live in fear they want us to continue to you know to fall in line and all this stuff right and you know just it, it's an addiction they want us yeah. addicted to them mm-hmm. yep. so no matter what we'll take whatever they give us even the bad stuff we'll take it when you're addicted. oh yeah for sure yeah. And and you and you re- recognize that through your studies and, and your recovery. Yeah. Absolutely. Addiction addiction sometimes you make feel good, but it also there's a lot of bad behind it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what I'm going to do know, addiction is, you know, it's just a coping mechanism to suppress emotional pain and suffering. That's all it is. That's all it is at the core at the core of what it is, that's what it is. It's I'm in emotional pain, I'm suffering. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling angry. And nobody will understand. Nobody will understand how I feel. Right. Well, try me. You know? Right? And I always I always make myself available. Right? I well, am, you did for us today. <clears throat> yeah. I am on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can get a hold of me on social media. You can get a hold of me through my website. And you ask the people that I've helped, I guarantee they saw, they say, I sent Theo a message and within the hour he responded. So. I appreciate that you have that available. Like, again, like I said earlier, you could have just packed up and enjoyed the easy life, but I think this is the right life, right? It's not the easy one. It's the right life. Yeah. Nothing in life is easy. Right. You know, you appreciate it more that way too. Of course, yeah. If everything, if it was easy, that everybody would be doing it, right? You know. But you know, uh, the greatest lesson of adversity is resilience. And like I said, you know, you may be going through hell, but just keep going, right? Yes, every day, just like yeah, with sobriety, one day at a time. Yeah, and this is no different. Whether it's mental illness or, you know, loss, grief, loss, you know, whatever it is, you know, get up every day and, you know, just think of it different, right? Mm -hmm. Take your shoes and socks off, get the hell outside, fucking ground yourself first thing in the morning. Do it. Guarantee you'll feel better. Just walk around the grass, right? Walk around the grass, get yourself grounded, right? First thing you do in the morning. Pray, meditate, you know, listen to frequency, you know, get your frequency up so that those fuckers can't mess with you. Once your frequency is at a high, high frequency, there's fuck all they can do. Right. The song with your frequency, Kenneth is in my head now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's Uh, there's a few questions. There's lots of great apps out there now that have all kinds of really cool frequencies for pain and physical pain, emotional pain, you know, whatever. It's all out there. It's a cool uh, name. So, so what do you call that frequency? Is there a name we can use for the network for that? Uh, oh, geez. I don't know. Patriot frequency, frequency, warrior. Theta, beta, delta. Yeah. Let's think about it. When we get together, we got a name, come well, up with some names. Have you seen the map of consciousness? No. Can you show it to me? Google that. Google that map of consciousness. And it shows you 
where 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 you know different conscious levels are different frequencies i can't remember uh the guy that wrote the book is the book is called power versus force or power power versus force uh, hawkins hawkins last name is hawkins and he came up with this map of um uh, consciousness and you know what they did they they had a group of people every day at noon meditate in one of the most crime-ridden areas in i think it was washington and they went there and they meditated every day for an hour and guess what happened crime dropped so this is a map yeah or yeah okay i'll share i'll share this with this uh, episode so people can yeah. go and find this yeah so when you increase your frequency you also increase the frequency of people around you when you get and ah. the cabal people the cabal people live down in that bottom zone that's yep. where they are and that's especially where guilt all, judgment for sure right and that's where all of us are gravitating towards because those insane people are bringing down our frequency so and this is why the to, government yeah so we need to get to that love joy freedom and ultimately to the enlightened stage because once you're in that space there's nothing they can do nothing right and, and, and looking at all those... and if we all get there as a collective this thing's over it's over right right yeah and I can see a lot of people they're stuck in the 4D part here, the reason oh, yeah. for courage. And this is where they're attacking with science and experts and don't mm -hmm. believe reality, don't believe your eyes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is where they're attacking that one, bringing us mm -hmm. down to 3D there. Yeah. Yeah, we need okay. to get to 5D as quick as possible. Right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to... I'm gonna get you over to that Twitter, Twitter space shortly, but there's a few questions here if you don't mind, because yeah, you got you got some fans here, my friend. I think that's cool. pretty obvious. Um, Azario in Ontario says that he'd love to hear your thoughts on the LGBTQ efforts regarding trans rights and drag time. Uh, it's called grooming, and grooming is against the law. And so it's where very dangerous? So where are the police? Where are the uh, child and family services? Because it last time I checked, it's against the law to groom anybody. Okay, right? I'm gonna break your heart right now. Um, Oshawa Child Protective Services or something like that, one of the ones in Ontario's, mm -hmm. they hold drag time story time. Oh, I know they actually have the event. <laughs> I know it's that's your answer. Like the, the yeah. protection of the children are the ones pushing this. Yeah. So we need something yeah. else. Well, and, and think about how gutless you are that you have to go after children. Right. You know, those, those are the, you know, I, I have friends, I've gay, lots of gay friends. I stood up for a couple of my sisters. Uh, I was their best man in their wedding. You know, I have nothing against that. But what I do have a problem with is when I see grooming happening, I have a problem with that because I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor That's right. of being groomed. So I know what it looks like. Like you're not fooling me. You know, you can't spin it. You can't, you know what I mean? It's it's grooming is grooming is grooming is grooming. And that 
is against the law. Bottom line, simple. It's, it's what it it's is. It's incredible that we have to keep saying this again. Like people don't know this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, um, but you know what? They, they set up the argument for us not to win the argument. Right. right? You know what I mean? And all of them. Like even you don't care about your grandma type of argument for the vaccine. Yes. Like they yes. make these arguments that are hard yeah. to debate. Which is, which is Marxist ideology. Right. You know, it's 101. <laughs> we've seen this movie before, you know, um, like I have compassion for everybody. Compassion for, for all, you know? Yeah. But, like but I have a certain set of beliefs. You have a certain set of beliefs. I'm not going to push my beliefs on you. So don't push them on me and we'll be perfectly fine. Right? We have a lot right. more in common than we do not in common. Right? I don't care what you do when you're in your own home. I don't, that's, doesn't bother me. But when I see you supporting the grooming of kids, which is against the law, then as a principled person, then I have to step in. Right. Right. And I love that. And that's where we're supposed to, whether it's yeah. our children or not. And I, and this is where I think this whole Muslim thing is getting twisted. So it's not the Muslims, it's parents who happen to be Muslim. Right. Yes. But they that's have to attach, they have to attach that piece so that they can, so, so it's not debatable. Right. Right. So then we get into that gray areas of, Oh, might be racist, might be, might be, but no, no, no. At the bottom, the bottom line is you are sexualizing children, right? We know what your end goal is, is you want to legalize pedophilia. Right. Mass. That's, that's where, that's where they're is, headed. That's where we're all headed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as a person, person who is considered an expert in this, category yes you are breaking the law and when you break the law as a principled person i have to hold you to accountability but as we all know the left wants no part of accountability look this because is good one news. arrest one arrest this is over this is all over one arrest whether that's gates fauci whatever mm. It's all over. We need one arrest. There's some yeah. good news. Have you heard of Josh Alexander? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had him on and we were talking and he's only 17 and yet he's battling, just like you are, battling all these massive demons. His school... Actually, I was talking to Alex Cabana. You should meet him. He would give you a great interview. Um, what he was doing, he was doing security. He's a vet. He's um, highly skilled. And he told me, and I didn't know this, that they use dirty needles the other side. So they have syringes with HIV in it, uh, insulin, and other things. And that's what they're using to go around to poke people. Oh. So he had to he had to make sure that there was level one armor on the people around Josh because that, that was there. They're called dirty needles. Uh -huh. uh, and this is, this is what the uh, other side are doing. Now, you can imagine there's a video. They come up. You don't see a gun. You don't see a weapon, but they poke you with a needle. And then you respond and beat them. Uh, uh, I think this is what they're trying to right. do. Okay. 
So we got to watch out for this type of evil, where they're even trying to put HIV into a 17-year-old just for standing up for what he believes in. That's insane. That's next level insanity, right? Yeah. And I asked him, like, did you see them or their eyes? Like, what kind of people are doing this? He said, look, they have shark eyes. They're just black. You don't see anything. They're chanting and they're making these sounds and they're going out there. They're highly dangerous. Yeah. Well, it's George Soros' army. So that's what we're against now. Yeah. Crazy. It's it's yeah. so it's so crazy. It really is, you know, when you think yeah. about it. Like, you know, that they, they talk about this, you know, they talked about it in the Bible. Mm. Right. Here it is, right? Sodom you think we're that close? Sodom and Gomorrah, right? You know, we're we're getting close. We gotta be getting close, right? Hey, I'm just gonna throw <laughs> this on you. <laughs> We have four cowboys. We have four cowboys in jail, right? Yeah. Another name for cowboys: horsemen. We got to feed these horsemen. Yeah. The four of them. We do. We do. Yeah. So I'm going to circle back with you on that one, and maybe talk a bit more about that another day. Uh, But if we get your voice on the Coots Four, I think that would help us a lot. Actually, we're down there on the 25th, right? So the courthouse is on the 25th in Lethbridge. Mm -hmm. What are you doing that morning? Is it August 25th or July? July. I'll have to check my schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy you a coffee. Yeah. 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 We'll maybe get you out there. Um, A couple more questions and then we'll jump to that space. There's a lot of people that want to talk to you. Okay. Um, Out of Nova Scotia, any thoughts on getting into coaching? I don't know if it's hockey hockey or otherwise. Hockey coaching? I don't know if they mean hockey or just coaching in general (laughs) because you're doing that as well, right? Yeah. I've I've been doing a lot. I've been doing tons of uh, life coaching since since I left the game. Uh, As opposed to hockey coaching, never going to happen. No, 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 but it's your life coaching. I don't, I don't relate to uh, the kids who play hockey anymore. Okay. Yeah. Is it a generational thing or are you just yeah. in a different headspace now? Yeah. I'm, I'm old school, like super old school. So um, I don't, I think they would tune me out very quickly. Hmm. That'd be a shame because they'd be yeah. getting some good advice, especially mm-hmm. if some of them have their own traumas that they're going through they should hear from you absolutely yeah so but i you know i love what i'm doing now so no you're in a great spot so i think you you are where you need to Mm -hmm. be um theo have you seen the sound of freedom i have not i probably won't go see it because of my past experience i'm I'm a little worried about getting triggered right Um, but i already know what the movie's about you know uh, i loved it I experienced it. Maybe not the trafficking side of it, but the manipulation and the coercion and, you know, the ultimate sexual abuse that I experienced, you know, um, I can relate. But um, I'm saying no today, but that might change. Right? Yeah. And it's incredible how the left are attacking people that talk about that movie in a positive way. Like, how could you even attack that movie? Well, those are the people that are probably buying our buyers. Right, 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 because right. it's trafficking. Yep. Right. Yep. Where there's supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. brother. Well, that's another, it's another addiction, right? Sex addiction, right? And the thing about pedophiles is um, even though they know that they're doing something wrong, uh, the urge is greater than the common sense. 
So okay. even though they know what they're doing is wrong, they can't control themselves. So when you see Joe Biden sniffing kids, sniffing. that's a perfect example. His, his, his urge is greater than his own common sense. He cannot help himself. Absolutely, because he's been told and people are begging him to stop doing it, but he just can't stop himself. Can't stop himself, right? And you know so what? I work in the prison system in Canada, mm -hmm. and I work with pedophiles. And you know what pedophiles tell me? Do not let me out of this place. Truthful ones, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because they know, they know, they know it's they a know. purge. Yeah. So you're fine, you're for castration if they 98% of pedophiles that get out of jail reoffend. Reoffend. 98. So why are we letting them out? So your position is forever. Is yeah. There, no snipping, no no chemical, none of that will help. No. 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 You know, you know, unless you give them a lobotomy, you know, where they, you know, but yeah. Like there are certain kinds and types of pedophilia that can be rehabilitated. So I think we need to, from a compassionate, empathetic lens, we need to, but while they're incarcerated, they need to do that work. Right. They can't do that work out in society. Don't leave it up right? to them. Yeah. But if there's an opportunity, but because, because, uh, in Canada, we don't have a justice system. We only have a legal system. You, I said that in my speech yesterday yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So, you know, pedophiles should be getting, you know, because it's rape, right? Ultimately, it's rape. But some smart aleck lawyer switched and used the frame, uh, the 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 phrase sexual abuse. But ultimately, it's rape, and rape carries more time than sexual abuse. Right. And now there's several different categories underneath sexual abuse. So they've almost eliminated rape because they've, you know, they have all these different categories, but ultimately it's rape. You know, mm -hmm. I was raped 150 times by my coach, not sexually abused, not buggery, not all these other little, I was raped. 150 times and my guy did less than 10 years in prison oh. you know what i mean yeah so yeah. i mean that's our so legal system give these justice. guys sentences in jail that are long enough that we can explore rehabilitation yeah then we need to do that agreed but but a year and a half sentences and you serve six months and then you go back out and you reoffend. that ain't doing anything right that ain't doing any good for society you know we're still exposing kids to dangerous people we do have to attack do the, the adults you do the crime you got to do the time yeah we, the we have to help the adults you're yeah. not wrong yeah um Another couple of quick questions, and we'll hush you there because there's a lot of people waiting. Um, doings is Theo willing to talk to Jeremy McKenzie? So, would you like to meet with him about, chat with him? about what? I, I don't know. This guy's <laughs> asking if you'd like to meet him or talk to I him. I talked to Jeremy when he was uh in Ottawa during the convoy, he was giving me updates, and we were chatting back and forth. I really like Jeremy, I think he's, he's a good guy, 
he's a, he's a good human and, uh, you know, um, he served our country and now they're, you know, doing that to him. It's just, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Well, we're two days away from maybe some good news for him. Good. We'll keep you posted on that one. The 19th is a big day for him. Good. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'll pray um, for him. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Um, Island Jason's asking, uh, do you think there will be a revolt? Ever be a revolt? Are we going to have our 1776? <laughs> I hope. A lot of people are saying we're in 1775 right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we just need some maple syrup in a harbor it's, and we're going to go. It's, it's legitimate for sure. You know, I think people's frustrations are you know, at an all time high. Um, I hope cooler heads, I hope cooler heads prevail. Um, yeah. You know, um, I think, uh, you know, Jagmeet Singh is, is the guy in this whole equation that, you know, has probably done the most damage by yes. propping up Trudeau. You know, we, we could possibly already have a conservative government in place if it wasn't for, for him. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah. I think we need to put more pressure on him and, and the national, you know, the new democratic party of Canada. Um, uh, you know, it's, isn't it interesting that, you know, after the last couple of elections, you know, they were in debt seven, $7 million. So did Trudeau pay Singh's debt to get the coalition? It might be Anybody ever thought that. about that? Yeah, it might be right. worse than that. They go yeah. way back to yeah. the uh, young global leaders. True. They were both True. in that program together. Yeah. They go back. I, I think. Close Schwab I, School of Psychopaths? Yeah. Do you know what I think they actually <laughs> promised him? I, I think they promised him prime minister. Uh, I don't think it will happen, but I believe he believes it because he's uh, made a comment about that. <laughs> yeah. I just laugh when he says that. Yeah, yeah, but what? But he thinks it yeah. now. There's some talk like the new Democrat Liberal Party, like there might be a merger at some point. Oh, okay, and who knows? Um, that might be that might be a good thing for conservatives if they go and mess up that bad. Yeah, that might be for a good sure. Thing. Yeah. Now, Ellen, Ellen has the most hard hitting question, so I have to bring it up. She yeah. wants to know where you got that hat. I well, you remember when I went to do Tucker Carlson? Okay, I went, I went to his studio. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Joe, Joe, Joseph and I went to, uh, Portland, Maine to visit with Tucker. We spent two days with him cool. and then we flew to New York to spend two days with Roger Stone. So we got to hang out with Roger Stone. So while I was in New York, How's I he went doing? he's doing good. Yeah. He's doing good. Yeah. I saw he was, I saw he was at the turning point. He actually spoke, um, uh, at the turning point event they just had that, you know, to the one that Tucker absolutely buried Mike Pence at. Right. Yeah. Um, but I went to, uh, I went to Trump tower and went to the gift shop and there was this hat. I said, I got to get it. So. Very good. Now they're also asking about the fringe hat. Is there somewhere they can order that one? Yes. That one. Um, that is, uh, Oh man. I'm embarrassed that I that I can't no problem. If, if you get it to me later, I can pass it on to okay. everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, we it's the guy in Calgary who's running for mayor. He has his own little show on YouTube. Okay, we'll look him up. 
the guy running for mayor in Calgary. I bet you my chat can pull that up very quickly here as well. Yeah. So what? So you're saying if I send you a hat, you might wear it? Yeah, of course. Oh, I wear, yeah. I wear hats 24-7. I'll be bringing them down to Calgary with me. I'll get you in one of my hats for sure. Um, and I have one last question, and this is from John. And it, he always has long questions, but they're good. Uh, and it's the last one. Uh, question for Theo. Does he believe it is time for Canadians to create a new culture? to build a new Canada for our children, to stop looking in the rearview mirror for what we cannot change. So he's asking for culture in a new Canada. What do you think? Well, we definitely, the, the old system that we live under is like, it's not working, right? Like we can never, like once we get rid of Trudeau, eventually that's going to happen. Uh, we can never allow a leader in Canada have that much power ever again in the history of this country, which means we probably need to go down the road of becoming a Republic, mm. you know, and get out of uh, the grasp of the Royal right. British ruling and, uh, you know, we'll leave the Commonwealth. With, yeah. Leave the Commonwealth and come up with our own, you know, constitution and, and Republic. And do you think Danielle has the kahunas to do that? No. Right. So we may have another election to fix this. Yeah. Well, I might Can have we, to run. I might have to run. I was about to ask you honestly. <laughs> I was about to ask you honestly, would you run? I could help you with that. Um I just have to wait till my daughter gets out of high school mm -hmm. and then I will consider it. You're going to have a large graduation party on her high school, by the way. <laughs> Half yeah. of Canada will be there congratulating her on her graduation and yeah. then ushering you into a conversation about how we make you into a politician. <laughs> Theo, I think you would do Canada a lot of justice, even just running. Um, I think you would do a lot of justice. I can connect you with people like Rob Anders down in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, a, I know, I know yeah, those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's okay, a lot of so, people out there. So Derek Smith his platform is on twitter unacceptable fringe okay that's where you can get this hat. 